Welcome to the Shock Hypers. It's Brian and Danny, and we're here to talk about one of the biggest selling platforms in the whole entire world today, Amazon. How you doing, Danny? I am doing good, Brian, because of course I'm an Amazon shop or stockholder, stockholder, oh, I should say. There. That's my thing, okay. so I'm doing good. Yeah, good. But look, I've been looking forward to this. It's fascinating. Yeah. So last time that we did the shop hypers, we were talking about Etsy and uh, both of us had used that platform for um, a good while and we uh, were successful on it. And uh, today we thought we would um, dive into Amazon. Do you know, Danny, that yes. half, actually 53% of all online commerce is done through Amazon? It is quite remarkable the market share they have kept. Yes, yeah. I do know that. One of Seattle's finest companies, of course, one more thing from the West Coast. Yeah, it's, and when it's I quite say a that, though, there is one caveat. That is okay. U.S. numbers. That is not worldwide. Right. If we're just going to look at U.S. businesses, right. Amazon. So dominant. this is one thing we're looking at is if you want to do business online, Brian and I both do that. We both love Etsy. And I think Amazon is a much, much different experience, which Brian has a lot more experience at. I've yes. done a little bit, and I know they, a lot they, of people that have done it, and it's, whoa, it is a, it is not quite the happy love fest that's on Etsy. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, Etsy, um, there's, like, lots of, uh, like, hearts and stars yes. and rainbows. They're great and to deal with, very nice, no yeah. problems. They really make it very – Etsy is extremely, I guess, vendor-friendly. You know, if you're of a kind. Mm -hmm. I would say – As well as being consumer-friendly. Yes, both. And I would say Amazon is very consumer friendly at the cost of the people selling. They bear the brunt. And this is where, Brian, you can take yes. over and kind of give us an overview, I guess, of uh, your experience and continuing experience with Amazon. Amazon's interesting because Etsy doesn't sell any Etsy products on their website, right? And um, Amazon, though, you will compete with Amazon in certain categories for products. Um, a lot of generic uh, items on there uh, could be coming from actually Amazon themselves. They own several different brands. But Amazon is dominated by third-party sellers like myself. So a third-party seller is somebody who takes a product either they, uh, that from their own brand or something that is already out there in the market that they've sourced out, wholesaled, I don't know, found in a thrift store. Uh, a unique niche. Each kind of niche. A lot of great ideas out there. Mm -hmm. have been on their niches combined, et cetera, on that one. Yes. So it's yes. nice because you buy, I think it's over 2 million vendors, I believe, right? 2 million yeah, individual sellers as well as Amazon. So unique thing, you work with them and competing with them. Yeah. So if you're buying on Amazon, odds are, if you're not buying a specific Amazon product, like a Kindle or a Fire Stick or something like that, the 90% odds are you're buying from a small business like myself. So when they say Amazon is uh taking away or de demolishing small businesses, that's definitely not true. It's actually supporting companies like myself and, um, and many, many, many others uh, with uh, business. And right. it is a terrific platform because of the audience that you reach. And then uh, logistically, they also have that down where you can um, give your product to Amazon to ship out um, and they will spread it around. There are over hundred warehouses to make sure that your customers get the product in a very timely manner. Amazing logistics. Right. So let me jump in there, Brian. So mm -hmm. most people that sell through Amazon will ship it to the warehouse. I think the majority, right? Some will ship it from their own place. I don't think that's the majority, first. actually. Oh, really? I think the majority of them actually ship from their own warehouses or okay. house. And it's still um, part of Amazon Prime. They can still do it as long as they adhere to the rules, right? Not, yes, but not, that's not an easy, no, that doesn't always happen. Okay. Uh, yes, you are not usually in the prime category if you're filling it yourself. Okay. And so when you had, when you have your things on there, you ship it to the warehouse. Do they tell you which one? Do you have to ship it to all different? You just send it to them and that's how it goes. How all does it go to the hundred different ones? Yeah. There's some tricks to that and it all depends on how you've case packed it. Um, how many units you're sending up, and where Amazon thinks the uh, the volume of the product should be. Okay. Um, I try to do it, uh, so I'm in California, so I would really love to ship to California warehouses because as a third-party seller, when you do ship your product up to an Amazon warehouse, you are covering that shipping cost. So you, you pay for it. They dictate where it goes, right? 
Yes. And you had a neat oh. little trick, Brian, where you would ship to them and then they, you would have them split it among the warehouses, right? Well, they do that automatically. But what I would always try to do for my products is even had a very large case pack of the product. So it would go to one warehouse, they'd break out the case and send it to other locations or send it palletized if you're moving enough inventory um, or a big enough product that that pallet is just going to go to one warehouse and then Amazon will distribute it really um, kind of under their own dime uh, to all the different warehouses. So why, do, why would you have a big case? Why would that matter? Because if, uh, let's say I want to, I had a hundred products that I wanted to put into Amazon warehouses. Okay. Ideally, I'd have a case pack of a hundred because okay. if I, if I have case packs of let's say 10 and then I've got 10 different boxes, when I go to make that fulfillment shipment to the Amazon warehouses, they're going to take those 10 boxes. They're going to send one to California, one to Nevada, one to Tennessee, one to New York, and so on. And so, so they on. make and you eat. ship at the different places yeah. opposed to them. And you've kind of done end yeah. around where you put it all together and then they can right. handle it. So that's, that's a neat little trick for people to know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It really helps out. So um, I always try to create the biggest okay. case pack. And usually the case pack is the, the amount of product I want to send. And I will not always adhere by, like, I'll make a 72 piece case pack. And then um, if uh, a month later, um, I only want to ship up 50, then I will make a new case okay. pack and say, okay. this one's 50. That okay. way I don't so, have to right. have so multiple shipments. In your experience, you you have everything shipped from Amazon. So you pay for them to store it as well. Is that right? Yeah. So you have long-term storage fees if your stuff is not selling within a certain time frame. Um, those are nominal for the most part, unless you have like a really big bulky item. And um, you... Uh, oh, dog... This is a so you, you, to push our Amazon button to go outside. So you're charged by weight as well as how much space it or how much space it takes in the warehouse. Weight you're charged by shipping. weight, weight for the shipping, and then volume for uh, you know shelf space on uh, your long-term storage. Fees. Okay, so Amazon will charge you by the by the space you take. Obviously, they have a certain system, whatever it is. So right. Okay. So a lightweight small item would be ideal, but that's not always the case, right? In terms right. of that particular part and then shipping. Okay. Yep. So you ship it to them. They, have they ever lost anything? In your, how would they not lose? Oh anything? my goodness. Yes. Danny, I'm so glad that you bring it up. You're like, how would you not? I, I lose shit in my own house. Yes. I know where my glasses um, are. I've had, them. I've had pallets lost. Pallets of things lost. Oh, someone's got sticky fingers, Brian. <laughs> I think it's just more they just there's so much product going into those warehouses that they just can't tr keep track of everything. Okay. And um something gets not scanned. So you, they lost a pallet of your things before, right? Oh, several times. Okay, so, so so what happened? You've sent it there, they acknowledge they got it, right? So Brian, you ship it up, Brian's product, it's there, and then it just disappears, or they pay something just tells me they're not gonna leap to pay for it. They do pay for it. So they will pay you. So if you have a $10 item and um, let's say you have a 20% or 15% uh, margins that Amazon takes and then your, uh, your FBA fees, which is fulfilled by Amazon fees. Which is, and, a, a, right, I'm sorry, the FBA is a shipping fees essentially, right? When they ship it's it the, Yes, it is and your all done by weight. processing right. fees. Right. And they have a certain thing by weight, how much it sells, et cetera. Okay, right. Okay, so sorry. So, okay, they have that. They take it out. Right. right. So when you get something lost, if it's 10 bucks and you have, um, let's say, I guess that would be maybe like- Minus 15%. Minus 15% plus the FBA fees. They're going to pay you, you know, what you would normally get as a- um, Were they pretty as fair? Net. Were they pretty cool about that? Pretty fair? Oh, I don't know. I you never talked to a person. Right, but, um, but I mean, it, it seemed that the, yeah. the math added up to you. They didn't try and screw you or anything mm -hmm. like that. They said we lost, and they took responsibility. And well, I they're they're they do that. Although you have to continue to go through the channels to get that happening, they're not going to do it automatically. So you have to submit claims. And then, um, so you sent it and it just didn't show up on your inventory. And you look to say, Hey, I sent a hundred things up. Yeah, they're not doing it automatically. So you have to alert them to it. Like, Hey, I sent yeah. this. Plus, because everything is digitized when they scan it in, you, they know they got it right. Yeah. So, okay. One quick question When you say you send it to Amazon, the trucks come out, do you send it UPS, FedEx? How, how does it get from Brian's little mini factory to the Amazon? What is the method? So it either will go by um, freight if it's palletized, and uh, they and, and you always want to use a Amazon partnered carrier unless you have phenomenal rates better than Amazon, which I don't think anybody has. So Amazon's got good rates for you. They they kind of 
They do. Like um, if I wanted to ship something uh, across the country, UPS, let's just say I would pay $10. And if I use Amazon partner carrier, which is UPS, using their um, ginormous, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, um, bulk discount. discounts, right? Um, maybe I pay four or five dollars. Okay, it is yeah. okay. usually about half. It is that's insane. like a great. Okay, yeah. so if you use the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin ship to get it there quick, how right. long will that, will that? Is that more or is that the same? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a little bit more, but still, okay. it's fast, right? That's all you need to know. It's, it's there in like two it's seconds. Origin, okay. so quick. Okay, cool. Okay, so eleven minutes from okay. uh, California to New York. So, Brian, okay, on this part, in terms of you shipping it there and them storing, are they pretty well equipped? Are they pretty competent? Would you say? <sighs> you know, there, there's just so much product going Considering there. Considering like, the volume, they're doing, yeah, they're doing an amazing job. Okay, so you give them um, a, a, yeah. a on that. Okay, in terms of logistics of all the shit they have coming in to take charge to put it away to ship it out. That part is it seems extremely competent to say the least. They're great at logistics, no question. Fantastic. In fact, my um, my go to method of operation now is to have any website sales, like I'm using Shopify for the yes. website, rather than processing it and shipping it myself through the website. Ideally, what you want to do is have all of your product that you're gonna sell in Amazon warehouses. And even when you make a sale on let's say Amazon, Etsy. I mean, I'm sorry, not Etsy. Um Shopify. Yes, Shopify. So, uh, okay, Brian. So, okay. So you could do it on Etsy. I guess there's no no problem. I usually don't. I have different products on right. Etsy. But for the Shopify site, I'm just going to fulfill it through Amazon. That way, I'm getting a very discounted rate for the shipping. I've already got product in their warehouses. So I'm trying to move stuff fast anyway to okay. not storage fees. And then I don't have to do any labor or hold, you know, go to the post office, have UPS come pick up. What None of that. It so, just goes to Amazon. Okay. And, and so you have, let's say your Shopify site, you have a rig somehow where that triggers the Amazon sale somehow. There's an easy way to do that, right? Um, no, I mean, there's not an easy way to do that. What you can do is if you have a lot of um, sales on your uh, okay. Shopify, you can download an Excel spreadsheet and upload that into Amazon to do those processing. That That is available to, yeah, to do, but um, I is currently- it, So not. can you do it so it's automatic? It's so, so just turn on automatic pilot. You can't, you have to do each sale. Yeah, you have so, to do each So sale. Shopify sale came in. There's a pretty simple system where you have mm -hmm. Amazon, you order with Amazon. So the only additional you pay, because you still pay the 15% on Amazon, does that cover the credit card fees? Is that right? In Amazon? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. And then you'll pay them on Shopify. The only extra thing is you kind of pay it almost twice because you'll pay the, what is it, 3% fee on Shopify. No. So when you're shipping out, um, so if you made a sale on Shopify on your website right. and you want to ship that product from Amazon, you're not paying the 15% from Amazon. All you're paying for is the FBA shipping fee, which is a, it's much, you know, so you have 15% and then you have an FBA fee on top of everything that sells on Amazon. Okay. So all you're doing is paying the FBA shipping fee Oh, so um, you can ship it free. out of the warehouse and not pay the 15%. Correct. Yeah. They only get 15% on a sale. Yes. Through Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they're Correct. surprised they're cool with that. And they're good with that, right? Because that must happen a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure it does. It just seems like a great way to do it. But they're also, they, they built that into, I'm sure, the FBA fees that sure. it's sure. really just about a logistics. So they're not only getting sales with third party, they're actually being a, a warehouse for them and they'll yeah. ship it out for you. Now you have to remember that every product that you're shipping out from Amazon is going to come in an Amazon box. So they're getting amazing branding oh, and they may, the pro, you know, here's the downside to that is if you want to move your business away from Amazon, you only want to do your website. You want to gear, make sure you're gearing everything towards your website. When you do this, you got to remember it's coming in an Amazon box to that person's house. So that can be good or bad. Correct. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, pretty, but again, that's quite the logistical feat that's really unheard of, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's terrific. Yeah. I just yeah, think, it, you know, as you know, I've talked numerous times about the miracle of the supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. And we see now that it's disrupted how fucked up things get quickly. It is right. remarkable what they have done. I know it's imperfect, but the volume and numbers they do. Yeah. Makes me wish I would have finished high school, Brian. That's oh, what I'm thinking. Okay. So good. Okay. So you have all the fulfillment. You do mm -hmm. that. Now, Brian, how are you seeing? There's millions of items on Amazon. How yes. does Brian's product get? If I'm going to look for something, mm -hmm. will yours come up? How does that work? Yeah. I, just, I mean, the easy. it's so difficult, Danny, because 
if you have a product that uh, no one else is carrying, which is very hard to, you know, that that's very difficult to do, um, you have a better time of getting up to, on that first page because everybody shops off the first page. If you're not showing on that first page of search results, boy, you, you're yeah. going to have to do some advertising. So, and so people will search for the items. I'm looking, I'm, let's just yeah. say Brian's sex toys. Let's say we have Brian's oh. sex toys, okay? Yes. yes. Sexual enhancements. And they're looking right. for it. And I have a deal on those, a coupon, but we'll That's share that awesome. afterward. Okay. So if it's a very item that a lot of people have, there's more competition. It's a very unique item. That's going to make you stand a little bit earlier. So do Correct. you advertise on Amazon, right? Which is a I do. big money maker. I have to. Okay. I have to because so I don't have, have uh, anything so unique uh, that people are just going to automatically searching for. And most if people will be in your boat. 99% of the people okay. are going to be in your boat. So virtually everyone, if you don't advertise, it's going to be a long slog to get up the top of the algorithm, right? That's right. That's so, Brian, right. if you sell, let's say, over the course of times of those wonderful sex toys that really do help marriages out, mm -hmm. we're happy about that. If you sell $100 worth of product over the course of a year, how much do you think you spend on advertising? What rate? You know, that, that's really subjective. I would imagine, you know, um, when Danny goes to type in a search term for sex toys, sex enhancement. there's going to be a lot right. of Male enhancement, there. which is very common, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking for my, my male enhancement things, right? And yes. What range? I mean, hang on, hang on one second. My dog is uh, got one of the sex toys we'll in his mouth. You go ahead and talk, Dave. Okay. Not much. So basically, on Amazon, it takes a lot of advertising. I have quite a few friends that make a living on it. They do it full time. And if you're not advertising Amazon, you're not going to be seen as part of the deal. As an Etsy seller, you don't do it that much, but Amazon, it's pretty mandatory. So, Brian, what range would you guess, like 10%, 20% of, of, as you kind of figure out the price of your product, if someone's to sell it on there, they have to, much like rent is for the old school sellers, yes. here the rent is different. You have the shipping thing, the Amazon mm -hmm. 15%, you have the storage fees. And then you have also returns we'll get into later, which I know is a nightmare. But yep. then you have the advertising. It's essentially like buying, the more you advertise, it's like having a better valuable property on Main Street as opposed to off Main Street, right? Yeah. I would imagine you're going to have to dedicate, you know, the, you know, uh, probably 20% um, to advertising. You have to have a 20%. Okay. So if I want to start, instead of, for example, looking for male enhancement, I'm going to start selling them. I'm going to turn mm -hmm. the program around. I right. was, you got to figure about 20% is a rough to, in that range to start out with and see how it goes from there, right? Yeah, and you need okay. time because there's a couple, there's several ways to to uh, advertise on Amazon, um, but let's just take the, the, the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit is a sponsored product ad. So you're going to basically have a product and you're going to pay for advertising on that either through keywords or against another like item or complimentary. Item. Okay. Let, let me throw an example at you. How about, let's say I decide a board, we do a stock hypers board game. We go to school, right? Mm -hmm. We have stock hypers. And of course everyone fights to have me as a token because it's me. Right. right. Yes. Right. And so if I do that, if I want to have a board game, what would you do, Brian, if you're going to sell our stock hypers board game in terms of advertising? <laughs> So then you would want to have a ad campaign that's going to target not um, probably board games it's too broad. You want to probably because of stock hypers, you take money. So maybe monopoly. So what you want to do is you want to take the monopoly listing and you would want to do take the most successful ones and you would advertise against those products. So when somebody clicks on that monopoly game, after they've searched for board games or Monopoly, okay. it, would sh it would show the information on that game. But then right below the information on that listing, That's you would all those see sponsored up. ads. You'd okay. see a bar with like uh, six um, different or we, seven. We've all seen them. So that's how that works is. Yeah. So you would take the stock hypers and instead of mm -hmm. buying board games and the problem with being too broad is you have to pay a lot of money for that term because yeah. so more people look for it. Right. So big it's not only like just money because there's a you know, you do have the bidding strategy of bidding higher, but you also need to have other things working in your algorithm. You need to have. Others, you need to have the more sales you have, the higher you're going to rank. Okay. Um, the more reviews that are positive, your ranking, uh, you know, your star ranking is going to okay. do that as well. And the more so, ranking, the less you need to spend yeah. on advertising because it's all about exposure, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so when you would do something like that, it's important on the keywords, which way is it, because the ways to play it, you want to do keywords or mm -hmm. wait till someone clicks on Monopoly and then you'd want to put yours in, right? Yes. Or something. Okay. 
Yeah. Wow. And that's probably the better strategy in the beginning, especially if, you know, let's just say, um, you know, the, the stock hypers was a, a more searchable term, like everybody knew about it as okay. they should over the next couple of months. Right. right. Um, but let's just say that uh, that stock hypers game, let's say that we did a commercial on national television. And so um, then somebody would go to Amazon and type in stock hypers. Okay. Right? Which would make our and job a lot would, easier. Right. You make your job a lot easier. Which you is don't why the influencers are so popular because it gets known in there. You pay an influencer, you pay advertising. Okay. It's more organic and you don't have to pay. But the vast money. majority of people do not have that option. So they're selling a variation no. of a, you know, whatever home, home mm -hmm. kit, home tool of some kind. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. advertising is mandatory and for starter purpose figure about 20% when you're figuring out how much to sell it for now. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, if I'm selling it for 10 bucks, and it's not going so well, how could I change the price? Yes. Um, so if you you were the third party seller to this item, yeah. then I'm you have the to stock hypers board game. Let's just run with that. Okay. So we're selling the stock hypers board game. Uh, my face was not as prominent on the on the box as it should have been, so it's not selling. We have it at ten dollars. And mm -hmm. I want to change the price. Is that a big deal? Do you get permission? How does that work? Well, let's work around the other way. So this, the, we've changed the, the uh, image to your face okay. and we've made it more prominent. And it's almost like the Danny show on this right. thing, right? Now, all of a sudden, we can't keep up. You know, we're okay. selling, you know, thousands a day. We can't keep up with inventory. Can't keep enough in the warehouses. we got to raise the price, right? Which is a realistic scenario in all fairness. Yes. Okay. I mean, this is probably realistic and going to happen. This is right. like the real world. Right. So now we have to raise the price. In normal circumstances, like if, you know, you know, it'd be difficult to do online because, uh, you know, if it was Amazon controlling it, they don't care. They want okay. to control the price. They want to have the lowest price. Okay. Well, we could raise the price because we're a third-party seller and we have control over the item. So is there a limit on how much you can change the price or can you do it whenever you want? There's um, The only thing that could flag you is, let's just say there's a... Uh, um, let's just say, uh, we've given a bunch of this inventory to your son, right? Okay. And he's behind our back because he's very industrious is selling, he's undercutting us and he's selling it for 10 bucks. And all of a sudden we're like, this is 150 bucks. We're just going to, you know, we're, we're going to really make some money on this thing. Okay. That okay. could flag our account. Oh, a, mo and a monumental price change. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, but if I were to go from 10 to $12, they don't give a shit. Could we change this every day if we wanted? Uh, more on weekends, more at Christmas. Yes, you could. You and can change. Yeah, and yeah. that's pretty common. Commodity. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a thing my son has downloaded called Honey on there, and it tells you the price change of Troy's history. Right. It goes over. It's in our browser, so you can tell it. And if you look on the Amazon things, most things, in fact, or eBay have had price changes. It's very common. Right. Right. And if it's our product and we're selling it on uh, on our website for ten bucks, and then all of a sudden we're selling it for one hundred fifty on Amazon, yeah, that's going to be a problem as well. And, yeah. they, and Amazon does not like that. In fact, you can't. No. Is that right? Can no, they don't it? want. Yeah, that could be. You could lose your. Uh, you could definitely lose your account. So on Amazon, if you're selling something on your own Shopify site or an Etsy, like we talked about last time, and it's ten dollars and you sell it for twelve on Amazon, that is a big no-no in the contract. Amazon could pull it because if you're selling it ten on Etsy and twelve on Amazon, they're going to freak out and they. Well, pull it. Is that right, Brian? They find yeah. Out. And in fact, they did that a lot during the pandemic when right. people were like overcharging for um, toilet paper. Well, that and was a gouging, for, uh, right, which they should gouging. And really, so it is Amazon gouging. can pull. Okay, and let's go. But if you can't get enough of Danny, which you know, is a realistic scenario, right? They're human. Yeah. They're human. Then we're going to have to control the Danny market. It's just how it works. That's it. It's like a Danny yeah. NFT. Okay. So okay, Brian. So have you ever had Amazon? They have the power to pull in a second your product. Is that right? Yes. Have you had any history with Amazon inexplicably, without any explanation whatsoever, pulling your product? And the yes, I mean, there's always an explanation for them, but yes, they've pulled stuff so many times. It's very, very frustrating. And they probably give you a couple difficult. weeks warning, I assume, right? A couple weeks warning and give you a nice little letter, or how's that work? Um, yeah, you do get an email, and uh, sometimes you get it right away, and sometimes you don't. Um, yeah, it's, it could be a problem. It's happened many, many times where you're on the, you know, on the phone through email, trying to get somebody within Amazon to help you out. And usually it's, it's an all day or weeks process. Right. Um, if there's, so here's an issue with, uh, 
the way that they are very consumer oriented, right? If there's a problem with your product, whether perceived or in real, um, the consumer can, if, if they get enough complaints, boom, your product is gone and you're going to have to prove whatever the problem is. So you're that, guilty till proven innocent, basically, right? Oh, for sure. And they, Which so is they, probably good. I mean, it could be good, good, good for the but consumer also, on Amazon, but yeah. bad for the seller if he's innocent yeah. or she's innocent, which many times right. might be the case. Because, Brian, have you ever had any experience? I've heard a lot with Amazon is you have rival people giving you bad reviews. Have you even had that or have you? Yeah, I think that that's happened. But, you know, luckily... You know, usually you you have to be pretty successful for somebody to care enough to, right. to try to charge you that right. way. Right. And it would take a, you know, like if you have a, if you have a lot of reviews, um, then the average of the reviews, it'd be hard for them to do something, you know, really detrimental but to your brand. But that's a definite thing, correct? That's absolutely sure. Thing. Yeah. And there's no recourse. You do not, there's no place for you as a seller to go to Amazon and say, hey, this review, you know, is this is a, you know, this doesn't make any sense because they're just going to look at those if it's a if it's somebody who bought it if it's a um, an actual purchaser of the item that takes precedent um, and it's very difficult to get that to be removed. So again, about, Amazon realizes who butters their bread and that's a consumer. So as a consumer, it yeah. helps. Many times, again, the third party bears the brunt of this. And reviews are difficult with Amazon. Like that's one of the things that. Um, are completely different on Etsy because you and I both have Etsy accounts and I'll have products that are literally like bumblebees and, and, uh, and honeydews and uh, roses. They're, they're, the reviews are amazing. Everybody's loving it. It's just a five star top to bottom. That same product on Amazon, you know, um, you know, you get bad reviews because it didn't arrive on time. The box was messed up. Uh, they just didn't think that the it smelled that great it's or a harsher, it much great. harsher environment, right? It's very, it's yeah. very, very toxic. I would say there's a lot of toxicity on Amazon for the reviews. And I know it, eBay gets a bit of that, but but we're Etsy, yeah. one of the benefits, it's very toxic free. We've talked about that. And you know what's weird too, and I maybe just because it's so big, there's so much commerce going through there that um that people uh are buying reviews as well. Like there's, it's like the most untrustworthy review system of any website besides somebody else's website. Like, you know, right. if you own your own website and you're right. having reviews on there, then why would you have people that don't like it reviewing stuff on your website? Uh, but Amazon, yes, people will review, they'll leave that up there, of course. But it's, it's also uh, really it's a easy for a company to just Games. buy a bunch of reviews. And I've seen a lot of like problems. They, they've not fixed yeah. it. It's a hard one, apparently. I have a case in point. There was a cust there was a, a product that um, completely knocked off one of our products. And they had put it up on Amazon and it only the listing had only been there for a couple of days, and they had 34 reviews. And they were all five star. And they were all had like they had pictures and you know great comments and things like that. And you know, the pictures didn't even show the correct product, which was amazing. They were all totally fraudulent. And um, as I researched this, there's a lot of companies, especially in, in uh, a lot of um, companies in like China and other places where, you know, they'll buy the product, you give them the product for free, you pay them back, and then they just give you whatever reviews with your talking points. And um, so that's you know, how they turn the around thing. the Amazon reviews, because an Amazon customer will actually buy it, you mm -hmm. just pay for yeah. it, and they give as as free. It's like getting free product to give a review, and that's how they've got yeah, so, the system, right? So I say, Danny, will you go on to Amazon, buy this product of mine, and then um, review it? And when I see your review, I'll you know it costs you ten bucks. I'll give I'll send you ten bucks via okay. Venmo. Right. Yeah. So it's a win. Okay. So Brian, one thing I've read in there. Now there's a lot of companies that do monumental volume. There's a lot of companies that it's absolutely it's crazy. Where small businesses have gone. And there's been talk of where companies come in and buy those companies, right, in bulk. We've, I think we've talked a bit about the show where, the, where they just buy the company and they use their combined resources to boost sales. So it's almost like mm -hmm. you kind of get bought out like a small acquisition, which is great. The company gets bought out. Talk a little bit about that dynamic. So there are, especially over the last couple of years, there are these um, investment companies and what they'll do is they'll they have algorithms that look for products and categories that are doing really well on Amazon. Then they'll find those products that are leaders in that particular category or market. And then they will, um, they're looking for defensible 
um, products that they can just buy the assets of a company and basically just run the Amazon store. The company that is looking to purchase those, they're excelling in um, the advertising spectrum of Amazon, how to run the Amazon businesses. They know how to you know, combat any problems and really scale the growth of those things. So, so you, there's a you, lot so, of so third-party sales. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. So when these companies buy it, they have experience, they're legitimate. They yeah. said, hey, because Brian, our stock hyper's board game is great. They realize yeah. me and you are not experts, but I have infrastructure. So right. they will kind of use a core thing and then buy different brands, right? Yes. Almost like as, as a conglomerate. So they use their acquired knowledge and usage and ads and blah, blah, blah to do it. And it really does boost sales. That's a very real thing. Yeah, they really know what they're doing. I, I had this happen to one of our um, companies. So basically, like if, uh, if we take the Stock Hypers board game, um, they're going to come in and they're going to say, hey, you know, you guys are doing, uh, let's say you're doing $100,000 a year. Um, we'll come in. We'll, we're going to give you, um, you know, uh, four times, you know, we're going to give you 400 grand. And in a lump, in a lump sum to, payment, right? We're just going to, you know, use your contract manufacturer for the board game, and we're going to give you the lump sum, and we are going to own your IP, and then they could take the stock hackers board game. They can do a much better job advertising or scaling it than than you and I could because they're experts at it because they continue to do this with other brands and learn and learn every single. So they they take day. their continued learning, Brian. Is that right? Yeah. As they keep buying, they get better and refine it, etc. Yeah. And that's become a real thing where some of them are going to have an IPO come out. We just yeah. saw one was a $900, I think, they raised in a series whatever funding. So interesting. Yes. So that's weird. It's strange how these unattended consequences come out of it. Mm -hmm. So as Amazon yeah. started with books and they, they let other people on the site, you see how this thing is rolled out that way. It, so, it just shows you how big the Amazon marketplace is that this kind of thing is happening where they don't care about – they mildly probably care about your website, but they don't care about, you know, if you're selling to uh, – you know, um, retail markets or anything like that. They just want that Amazon direct to consumer business and they will pay up to get it as long as it's a defensible product that they feel that they can build. Right. So they have and, certain parameters that they feel comfortable with, sure. and no one, et cetera, et cetera, that way. Yeah. And it's golden if it's a brand that you can, um, for stock hypers, let's say the board game is great. Okay. Well, now we need a Danny t shirt. So we own the IP of Danny's face. So they can spin it let's up. Right. Put this on a t shirt, put this on Amazon. We'll continue right. to build on these products. And, um, so they take it and they and probably as part of their parameters, they think, hey, can we spin off more products like Coke to Diet Coke, Diet Coke Zero? Exactly, absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's a whole yeah. thing. And then they have a bunch of little of different things that way. So I own a bunch of small businesses, but in 2021, it's all online and Amazon is the main avenue of every yeah. city in the country, right? So yes. And then maybe you've you've bought like a you know, maybe 10 different types of brands. And you just have one of them that just excels right. beyond belief. Just like and, a stock portfolio. It's almost like that. Right. It goes that way. So it's very interesting. Okay, Brian, since you've had much more experience in that, you've done very well. What do you think, if I could ask you a question, what is the you liked a lot about Amazon and what do you not like about selling? What kind of stands out? Stands well, out definitely, well, definitely the reach and the amount of customers that you're able to get to if you can figure out how to do it is amazing. This, you could really scale your um, your sales to an so the right product, product, and if you take yeah. the time to figure things out, because like anything, it's complex. You have the yeah. right product, right price. This is a good thing to do, right? Right. And then the logistics of shipping are amazing. Yeah. So the things that I, you know, that are hard is it's a difficult, it's a difficult. Um, here's the thing: when you have a product that's on there, and you you you've done such a great job of branding and making this item, and then you're going to list it on Amazon, and this is the the yin and yang of it. I've got this great product, the Stock Hypers board game, and then um, right below my short little description and picture that they have, now they're going to show ads of other products competing with me. Mm -hmm. It's right in everybody's face, yeah. so I don't have control. Like if it's if if I was to point someone to my website. All they're going to see is stock hyper stuff. But on Amazon, boy, are they going to see just everything. Anybody who wants to pay money to, you know, sell against your product is there. So there's a point, there's a, a very important thing when you do create your listing. You get the ability to put a bunch of pictures. You get um, some bullet points and a description. But they have this thing in the Amazon uh, advertising tab called A plus content. You need to do this. If you're listing a product on Amazon and you don't have A+, you're giving so much uh, real estate 
to other people and Amazon rather than your own product. Okay, what is a what is what is a plus and it costs? I assume, right? No, it doesn't cost you anything. You just have to create it. So you have to have a little bit of skills. Um, and, and I just go into Fiverr right. to create. Okay, so a plus it allows you to get more graphics on there, or more pictures, yes. or videos, more, or what does that mean? More, Everything. lot more graphics, lot more bullet points. So it doesn't cost pictures, money. It just okay. Yeah. And you just have to be able to build it out. Then you get it. Then you submit it to Amazon. It's usually a pretty quick process—a day, twenty-four hours, maybe even okay. less—where it's approved. I, I'm sure it's an algorithm. And so, this sure. makes your site look a lot better and more enticing, right? Well, what it does is it gives you much more real estate on the page. Oh, I, oh I'll do actual, product. okay, physical. Yeah. And in physical terms of, a, I've heard with a video, do you have to? In order to have a video, do you have to copyright your product if you have a brand? What is the deal on that? Is that true? You know, I'm not sure. To be honest, I think you can just put a video up. Because there's two ways to put in video. So you can put in video now on your listing, but also all of the reviews can put in uh, video as well, right. which is very key because I think yes. that's you really want that. You want in something. In picture, as things, right. Yes. As yeah. it goes to video now, reviewers can do just pictures as well as videos. Right. right? And then you also have the ability to do, when, when somebody um, asks a question about your product, you can, you can type an answer. Or you can do a video, which is phenomenal. Okay, so if, if someone can someone message you with a question, or does it go up to the website? How does that work? What you said, customer has yeah, a, they, a customer has no, a question about a board game, right? Mm -hmm. um, how many pieces does it have? How do we get yeah. that, and how do we answer, Brian? So you would just they they would type a question within your listing, and then you would get an email saying, "Hey, this can you okay. answer this question?" And you respond, okay? Yeah, but also somebody who bought your item could respond as well. Which could be good or bad. Oh, so the question goes to the okay, I get you. It goes to the site, yeah. but it also goes mm -hmm. in email, so you can go in there. Oh, that's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, because if you, you buy can, a you product, you can respond with a video, right? You can respond with a video. Wow, neat, huh? Video with sound too, which is fantastic. Okay, I have one more question for the Amazon Guru. Do you know much about the live streaming on there? The little, you know, personal QVC. We've talked about that before. Huge in China, kind of coming here now. Did you ever do any live streaming, Brian, or do you know any of your co yeah, millionaires that did it? We were we were lucky because um, back when they were testing that, we were one of the uh, products that um, they were allowing to uh, beta test. So. Um, was great. We talked to an Amazon representative who was, uh, you know, spearheading that and um, scheduled a basically QVC live feed of our right. product. And um, we had, I think it was 20 minutes or a half an hour to be on uh, camera. And um, it's not difficult to do. Did it help? Uh, I don't think now that stage it was beta. When no, you we, we, didn't, we were like in a beta. We had okay. no we had very few people watching, but as things go on, I think it gets better and better. Sure, and sure. Uh, yeah. it's a, it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. uh, it just does take some effort and, you know, you, you need to have somebody with the camera, you need to have somebody presenting. And then I think, you know, you need to have somebody answering questions because they're during that live feed, the right. customers watching it can, can answer or can ask questions. Would, would, if they allowed you to, again, would you do it now for your product you have on there? Would you take the time? Would it be worth it to take the time to do it? Um, yeah, I think it's always worth it to try it um, because uh, you, you just never know. And yeah, I guess it would just, it depends on their, their, the problem is, is they were looking at it from the aspect of you go out and you talk to your customer base sure. and that goes onto your page site. Sure. And it's like, well, you know, I, if I'm going to do that, it's going to go onto Instagram or it's going to go onto my website. Why would I, you know, run the business through Amazon if I'm not getting other Amazon customers that, you know, that aren't seeing it. So it would be difficult to, you know, really see a lot of action unless they were going to give, like, let's just say, you know, it's Christmas and you have, you know, uh, Christmas tree ornaments mm -hmm. and, you know, on this live feed page, there's all these people that sell Christmas ornaments. And if you're scheduled for a certain hour, that would be amazing. Okay. I got you that way. All right. So Amazon is much more, trickier and complex than Etsy. That's no question, right? Oh, no question at all. Everything from soup to nuts is so much more difficult. Um, just creating your um, your account, um, getting your product into inventory. Um, if you, there's a, uh, so if you have your own product, let's say we have the Stock Hypers board game. And we just need to do this now. Just not, now it's just- I love board games, yes. Okay, so you have your Stock Hypers board game. 
Well, it's not a product that's out there on the market already. So if we're going to list it on Amazon, now we have to register uh, a UPC for it. So, I mean, it becomes a very, you have to be a very legitimate company to start putting in your own private label products on Amazon. Okay. Let Whereas me Etsy, you create something, you just throw it up there. No big deal. Nobody cares. That's not the same on Amazon. So if anything, maybe some products are better for Etsy, period. Some for Amazon. Maybe something's better to start on Etsy, get your bugs out. Yeah. Um, now, I have a question I should have asked beforehand. So when you send your stuff to Amazon, mm -hmm. do you have to have a, a UPC code on it? How does that work? How do they scan? Yeah. Does each have does each have to have it, or just the whole case, or the, yeah. does each one need the sticker or the barcode? How does that work? You have to have a barcode no matter what. So on each, each product or each pack, each each, each product that is going to be separately shipped to a customer. So if we have if we have a stock hypers board game with a green cover, and then we have a stock high board games in Spanish, those are two separate UPCs, right? Those are two separate yes. barcodes. So correct. if you have different size items or different colors, those will require a different barcode. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. If it's sold separately, yeah. So whatever it is, if there's a variation of it, right? If I have a medium every and a small, variation will have, everyone. they call it an ESIN number. So. And you have some way where they, do they give you that number? Do you give it to them or briefly, how does that, is that a pain in the ass or how does that work? No, that's an Amazon generated number. So you would give them your, um, so if you're going to sell a product on Amazon, it has a, a small and large board game. So we have two things. How do we put the barcode on, on our games, Brian? How does so that you can. So if you have a UPC code, um, we, you know, once you, what if I it's mean, a legitimate UPC code with your company. What does that um, mean? I, I don't know how to get a, a UPC code. Is that hard to get or? Yeah. So you buy UPC codes from a government or some sort of organization. I don't even know if it's a U.S. Oh, okay. government. Okay. Third party. Okay. It's almost like the internet yeah. address people, right? Okay. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. And so um, you create an account, you put in all of your company information, and then for each product, you generate a UPC code. So and you just put it up in your printer, in a sticker, and put it on there, right? Yeah. So you're basically just going to get like a, a PDF of it. And okay. then that PDF will either go to your printer for your packaging, or you're going to just print a sticker and put it on there. Um, oh, interesting. It's not inexpensive, though. So it's like uh, if you're going to do like under 100. UPC codes for your company. I think it's seven hundred and fifty dollars the first time, and then you have yearly fees on wow. top of it. If you're going to do a hundred to a thousand. It's twenty five hundred, and then if you're going to do a thousand, yeah, no, it's it's yes. Yeah, what? Because actually, because they're registered worldwide, so it'd be like if um, this you wow. know UPC for your product is registered. If Walmart's going to take it or Target or Anybody, oh, so anyone, um, so once it's done, it's done, I guess. But wow, that is quite the it seems like Amazon's forever. Like, a lot of Amazon has a lot of nickel and dime money and mm. time wise and tricks. So Etsy's much easier, but it's a smaller market. Um, it sounds like Etsy, some products might work better in Etsy and some on Amazon. But wow, Amazon, you're in your money pretty much. So you want to do Amazon to re it sounds like Amazon, you want to have one or two products that really move, right. So if you have a bunch of sort of otherwise it's not worth it. Yeah, so you got to be moving some product. Right. So on Amazon, because of all the steps you go through, each product should you want to sell in the thousands, ten thousands, hundred thousands. Where if it's something on Etsy like that, it is you can have up to five or ten. You put it up there. There's no barcodes. There's no nothing to worry about that way. So very interested on that one. Yeah, or you have a very high-end item that you don't have to sell a lot of. But you know, wow, either way. Okay. But either way, you want to volume money or units or whatever to where it's worth. Okay, well, that's very informative. But overall, the right product, the right price is going to sell. Amazon, it, you just be prepared, be patient, right? Yeah, and it takes some time. It takes some time. There's a learning curve. Effort. There's a million YouTube videos on right. on how to. Yes, very you know, good ones too. Pick, a good advice, though, is pick one that is more uh, updated. Like if you're going to look at, you know, uh, how oh, do I YouTube, right. sell on Amazon? Well, don't look at something from 2020 because it's old information and probably okay. completely outdated. It gets it's totally different every year, every month. There's some changes are always happening. Okay. And one last question. How does Amazon pay? Is every day, every week? How does that go? No, you get a you get a, a bi-monthly um, uh deposits into your account yeah and they're pretty fair and equitable on that no funny business there i assume right you well it's always good to look and see what sure, yeah I, I, they know what they're doing um you know it's i think it's really difficult uh at this point for for them to uh they certainly don't want to screw anyone and, and get caught but it's good to look at your reports so that you know 
like where are those fees that they're charging you? Make okay. sure you know, that you're understanding your like anything check up, but, but no yeah. red flags there, but like anything you want to check. So, okay, um, Brian. Well, okay, the one thing that they do do is they will hold um, a certain amount of money in your account um, for fees, like for advertising long-term long -term storage fees. So they, they don't usually, like if you have money coming in, you're not going to get all some, of it. To cover their bases in case you got a business tomorrow, they can cover the cost. Okay. Is that pretty reasonable or are they excessive about that? Uh, sometimes it can be excessive, especially in the beginning, because when you start the account, they have no idea of what they're going to, okay. what you're going to need to have in reserves. Okay. So um, you'll look at it and you'll be like, when is I'm, why is this okay. being held? You know what I mean? Um, and then but you have a, a understandable a for them because they have a lot of bases to cover. You have a million plus sellers. You got to cover your, and plus they can use the money. Yeah, they're, so, yeah, they're very, use the money. Okay, well, that's, that, so for, right? it sounds interesting. It sounds like you have the right product and it's really good to be a full-time thing and sell it. So with that in mind, Brian, you are obviously a big booster of Amazon stocks. There's nothing like that out there. Is that fair to say? Uh, I don't own Amazon stock anymore. I don't know. I, I think Amazon's going down. I, you know, I just don't. Look, it's okay. Danny. Okay. My advice to you, you just is. just gave an Amazon commercial. Now you're saying not yeah. about the stock. Let's, okay, now it's a civil war. Here's right? the problem. They might be at like peak. That's what I think Amazon is at peak because they're not moving into other countries very well. Uh, they're okay they in Canada. They won't. They won't. No right. company does. You're right. This is digital can, Facebook and Pinterest can. That's it. Right. Right. And they had a huge acceleration of people buying, you know, right. during because everyone was trying to get it. Well, right. what happened is, is that forced all of these other places to up their Theaters. online. Game, okay. Right. 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 And then added to that is people are getting more used to buying from their apps, from their social media apps. And get, right. you're not going to buy toilet paper. You're not going to buy batteries. You're not going to buy right. Amazon products from those places. Or maybe you will, mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to buy branded items from social media and they're just making it so much easier mm -hmm. and it goes directly out of your Shopify. I mean, there's just so many right. things. So of course Amazon's aced out because as yeah. we know, the on buying online is not going to expand is what you're saying. Right yeah. now it's 30% of business is online. Mm -hmm. So in 20 years from now, you're saying it's still 30% going to be online is what you're telling me. Well, oh, wait a second. No, you're not. Because as people buy more and more online, right? Mm -hmm. that market itself expands and Amazon's in the online selling business, right? So okay, well, yes, there's the competition, problem, but it's a massively growing market. And I'm guessing Amazon might have sensed this is coming, right? That's okay. Right. And it's odd. And that's why Jeff Bezos left. He'd been there. Dude, he's going to fucking Mars, okay? Only thing about right. Amazon, he's done it. He's earned his keep. Okay, Brian. So there's a reason that guy got, that guy is walking away from this disaster. Because he's because you know why he's got the ship on its course. He's a captain. Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah. just don't crash the ship. Keep the control on. I got it. Mm -hmm. So okay, Brian. I don't even know where to start. So of all the Amazon businesses, how much of their profit is by their marketplace? Because this is apparently fading, as you're telling me. This is all seeds. Everyone's going to upserve them. So, how much of their overall profit as a company is their marketplace? Well, I, I'm going to single digits. Let me help you out. It's in the single digits. So, of all the Amazon stuff, mm -hmm. ironically, the one that means the less for profit is the marketplace. Now, right, however, AWS is dominant. Well, I'm just saying other companies that do that, that's their whole business. This is Amazon's one little slice of the pie, and it's the last piece that's kind of grumbling. They make much more profit on AWS. Yes, there's more competition. Also growing market. Fair enough. Cash cow. What else is expanding? What do we talk about the whole half of that show? The the advertising. People have to advertise to be on there. Wild, was it 76% profit margin? Something ridiculous. So, yes. Okay, here. Okay, okay hold on a second. When you're talking about the advertising for Amazon, it's they are making more money on it. They're charging more. People are having you. Basically, what I'm having to do is advertise on Amazon. There's no other choice. Right. Yes. And so if I'm going to okay, go ahead and do that, if I'm going to continue to advertise on Amazon, what I need to do is switch it and do a direct. Uh, why? And then I'm giving paying for advertising and getting 15 percent. Sure. You're paying thirty-five percent well. of the whole bucket with the advertising, right? Okay, Brian. So if you pay for the advertising, you pay about twenty percent. We figured, and you pay fifteen percent for shipping. Okay. Right. You don't want to pay that. So what is? 
what is the alternative though, Brian? Because Amazon, you are in the best mall in the world. It's like if you're in a shopping mall in the old days in the 80s, you're going to mm -hmm. pay if you're next to Pennies or Nordstrom's, whatever, you pay more. This is where the malls are now. So you can have your Shopify site. No one is going to go to that unless you're a known brand, right? You can advertise, I guess, on Facebook. Doesn't work. Instagram doesn't work. Twitter, good luck. The problem with Amazon, there is no, for their particular business on this, right? Shopify clearly has theirs, valid. Uh, Pinterest will, like we've talked about in the first po podcast, will. But Amazon has a niche. It has a silo. That is, you can order it. You know on Amazon, as a consumer, no matter what fucking happens, I can return this thing. They'll pick it up. I can drop it off. Whatever. They do it. That is, there is no competitor on that. Right? I don't know. Because you have uh, companies like Nike. If you if you build a brand, you can move your customer base off of Amazon and to your website. And Nike left Amazon, which yes. I was for, by the way. So it's funny I mentioned the stuff I was right on, not the wrong stuff. I've learned that trick over the years. It's why your face right. is so good on our game box. Yes, exactly. So clearly, if you're Nike, great. If you're Nike, Brian, that's awesome. Because everyone knows Nike by the swoosh. Congratulations. That 50 years of brilliant marketing is paying off. For the stock hypers like us, which is probably a half notch below in terms of customer awareness, we don't really have a choice to sell the board game. We have to sell Etsy. Well, we can do it on that one, but you have to do Amazon. Okay, well, so, so they have okay, a niche well, there, Brian. And those I people are sticky. I understand that there's a niche there. I just don't think it's a growing niche anymore. Well, let's see if because, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, yes, let's take it case in point: the okay. stock hypers board game. Yes. We're we're a brand, right? We're yes, the brand yes. of stock hypers. We have our audience on podcasting uh, networks, okay. and then we can do Twitter, right? We can right. do Twitter. We can move to Instagram. Sure. We can move to Facebook. Blah blah blah. Right. We would do better selling our board game through those channels than Amazon. We don't have to give up the fifteen percent, sure. sure. Right. Okay. We don't have when somebody searches for our product. There's not ten other. I'm board all in. I don't do Amazon for that reason. So you're preaching the thing. Here's what I'm saying. So in terms of growth, you're thinking they've peaked. Okay. Are they going to double and triple every year? No. How no. I look at Amazon is, are they going to beat the NASDAQ or S&P? Yes. Here is no. why. Okay. Because I don't think the point you. I'm going to tell you why, Brian. The S&P is up like 20% and Amazon oh, this year. is not. So the last 20 years, yeah. they've beaten Amazon every year is what you're telling me. Oh, once in 20 years. Look, I'm telling you that it's peaked, not that it peaked. So this know, is the start of, of the new world order. Is S&P's Amazon. This is, Amazon this is the change. We've had the change. We had the pandemic. It moved everybody who uh, came, became more comfortable online, found other brands. Lululemon. You go to Lululemon. You go to Peloton. You don't go to Amazon to buy those things. You go to their websites. That is the change. That's the so, sea change right. that's happening. So you're saying the growth is over. Okay, so let's look at areas of growth that they could do. Let's just look. Hmm. So 30% is online, 70% off, right? What if they were to open their own stores and they were, do you remember a long time ago, Reed Hastings with Netflix, he said, we are going to be HBO before HBO becomes Netflix, right? Okay. So now we know Target's figuring out with, with shipped. They've done a good job of, we have X amount of stores all over it. So we will ship from stores. So we have no warehouse cost. They've, mm -hmm. they've finally figured it out. Okay. Walmart's a bit behind. So Walmart will ship mostly from their store. I think it's at 90% of whatever shipped from the store. Or you can pick it up, you go there, and they bring it out. Wow, what an edge, right? If only Amazon couldn't build a bunch of stores because they're swimming in money. So Amazon, you see them doing that. So years ago, they bought Whole Paycheck, right? Whole Foods? Didn't mm -hmm. work out. They're opening touchless stores, grocery stores. Amazon has a four-star shops. They have a bunch of different retail stuff that they don't talk about, right? So they're moving into the offline world. So now they're going to out-target before Target out-Amazon's them. They Here's see the this coming. They've seen okay. it coming. They knew it was coming 20 years ago when he's still building the little model ships when he's a kid. So that's what I'm saying. They have seen this, and the growth, they have far from peaked, dude. Are Stop. you saying that Amazon's going to grow into retail brick and mortar? That's their uh, growth? Yes, unequivocally, team? without a doubt. Okay, Why so they? What do they put in there? What kind of store are they? Are they Target? Were they going to have clothing and groceries? We and, will find. And, I don't know, but uh, general merchandise. Right. Okay. I don't know, but I he, in retail. What do you go to Brian, Amazon okay. store to get it? Hold on. In retail, Brian. Right. Who does the best in retail? Who are the biggest? They're all big box. 
Home Depot. Okay, Apple's Apple is Apple. Okay, Apple's just fucking Apple, and that's different because the Microsoft didn't work. You have obviously Lowe's and Home Depot have their thing. It's yes. Okay, Costco. Costco has their thing. Target, Walmart have their thing. Clearly, yes. Americans love shopping at big box stores. I know it's not cool. What's That's Amazon core thing? ages, dude. What's Amazon thing? They're going to have an Amazon big box. Who the hell knows? Oh, okay. okay, so I'm going to tell you. So when you go into Palo Alto on a visit, right, you're going to have yeah. a store where there's like one employee there, right? And everything's yeah. automatic. It'll discharge your, your Amazon Prime. Another mm -hmm. advantage, because there's no Home Depot Prime or Target Prime or Walmart is still floundering online. They have still billions of dollars in acquisitions later are still horrible at it. Target's you know what they should do? They should really just start sending out catalogs in the mail. They should have like, you know, a phone book sized catalog right. of all the products on Amazon and send that in the mail, Danny. So that would so, make it so much easier. Yes. So again, what we're talking about with Amazon is about 10% of the business. So all the stores and all the marketplace and the warehouses yeah. profit wise is 10%. So the other part is cash cow is going to continue coming. They're a conglomerate of things, Brian. That part is yeah. nice. Their advertising is not slowing down. It's just not – their AWS is not slowing down. It's getting bigger and bigger. I don't care how many competitors because everything will be on the cloud, including our board game, sadly. It will beam to okay. us in some 3D thing. So Any, There's so many so many companies that can do the cloud just the same as AWS. You have Microsoft. You have Google. You have and you know, a lot of other smaller companies. But there's, there's so many – right, no, Brian, yeah. you're right. There's so many companies. Why is AWS going to be the one to continue dominating? Why is there no other Pinterest? Why is there no other Etsy if it's so freaking easy? Because the people have it. They st sticky. People don't like to change brands. No, there's no other Pinterest or Etsy because they, they own those brands. They've done a great job of branding. AWS isn't a brand. This is just a – who cares? I don't care who's but hosting. If you're on host – right. But however, who is still the Annie. cheapest? Amazon. They, they do it well. I'm, There's a piece of the pie. The pie is getting bigger. The pie I'm is going from this. Long-term puts on on Amazon tomorrow. That's it. You oh my gosh. Okay, I'm buying. That's my fourth biggest hold, and I'm going up. So, Brian, but again, you're focused on the growth of the retail. Yeah. Ironically, that is not the profit makers for Amazon. The okay. Well, I'm also focused on the growth of AWS. I don't see that either. I think you it's don't just see the growth of having a cloud company that's a leader in their field and has the best prices. Right. Uh, that has peaked. It's peaked. Now all of a sudden, because they've talked about AWS and people have watched them eat everything up, now everybody's getting into it. Microsoft now, Google, they're all going to start so the same company getting that, into AWS's lunch. So let me just make sure I get this straight. This is your betting against. a retail Didn't they already lose a big thing to, uh, to Microsoft? Didn't they lose a big contract for the government? Eight, yes. 10 billion. That's not even pocket change. It's nothing, right? 10 That's billion? That's a lunch bill for him. Yeah. Okay, so let me get this straight, Brian. When cloud computing came, a retail company, an online retail company, saw how the cloud will do it before all of the big tech who we respect, Google, Microsoft, yeah. Oracle, all mm -hmm. got caught flat-footed by this Amazon. Amazon beat them by years to the punch. Those are the guys you're betting against when it comes to growth. Yeah, kind of like AOL was like, oh, we're going to buy Time Warner. And, you know, like, That's this is just how it goes. And then all of a sudden, so you know, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, AOL. Amazon Jeff Bezos was like, okay, hold on. I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go to space. I'm, I've got enough money. I'm just going to, you know, play with rockets. His shit handled. This guy has been there for tw since the 90s, Brian. He's been shouting for years. He is disting himself from God. It's not Amazon rockets. It's Blue Origin. He's not even using the same branding. The no, guy has washing his You know what, Brian? I'm gonna, gonna, hold on. I'm going to concede a point to you because the founder left, right? And remember yeah. when Steve Jobs unfortunately passed away, not by any means make light of it, when he left yeah. Apple, what has Apple done since he left? Oh, fuck, that's right. They're up about 900%. Their market value was in the hundreds of millions. Now it's two and a half trillion. Oh, Steve Jobs out there. It's going to go in the crap. Remember that narrative? Forever and ever and ever. You can't replace them. Blah, 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 blah. Great no. company. Okay, shit up. fine. So there you but go. He, but, but Tim Cook has been executing since that's, that since uh, Steve had uh, Oh, and had. Steve Javi, the guy for Amazon, has been there since 98. You're right. It's only 23. Oh, okay. My bad. You're right. You're right. No, no. Right. Right. You do not – okay, Brian, I've said this before. When you see a seed, you see a seed. When Amazon sees a seed, it sees a tree. That's what D-Money is seeing. I'm seeing the tree done. It's gorgeous. It's a cancer tree. All right, D-Money. 
It's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's stopping mm -hmm. the CO2. It has shade. It is a beautiful tree. I wish you could see it, Brian. It is literally right in front of you. That's what I I'm think saying. it's it's like an oak tree um, growing in the middle of uh, El Cajon uh, near San Diego, where there's no water. There's nothing coming into it. All it's going to do is wilt. It's going to drop leaves. Eventually, it's going to be firewood. Don't bet against oak trees or Amazon. Is it a massive growth? No. Is this a blue chip that's got a good 20-year, let's say 15% a year rise? This is like more of a safety. This is not like a some of the this riskier is, stocks. This is the IBM. It's dead money. Oh. Move away. So it's continued growing, but it's just magically just going to stop like an oak tree in the desert is what you're mm -hmm. telling me. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. ridiculous, Brian. That, that is so absurd. But you know what? Time will tell, Brian. It is true. This is our first civil war. We'll hopefully have many. Shop Hyper's Civil War. I am going to mark this date. Is it September 2nd, 2021? Yeah. One more sprinkle little seed of my brilliance, as a matter of fact. So, no, Brian, I, I don't Hold on, let me get my Amazon crayon and I'm going to mark it on my. Down, baby. Are you, oh. hey, Brian, are you an Amazon member? Uh, a Prime? Yeah. Yeah, how could you not be? I'm not. I'm not you're not? I don't Who are Prime. you? You don't even know what you're talking about then. You're, you're going to buy the stock but not be Prime? I am making money. No yeah, benefits. You at least you should be prime. At least then you have some benefits and some you know cost. I have savings. benefits of making money on that baby, about nine percent. So Amazon is literally printing me money as we speak. Right now as we speak, I'm afraid to look. I don't want to flex too much, but that is no. I I just think honestly that you're looking at a small piece of the pie. That uh, the cloud's going to make a ton of money in the future. They're going to think of something else that's not here. They're a video player. Who the hell knows they're going to do? They have a 20-year virtually impeccable record. I am betting on them until they mess it up. I don't see it close. Well, let's see what they do with the Lord of the Rings situation, and then we can really decide. Wow. Because if that thing flops, it's over. They paid half oh. a billion for, for – that doesn't – Yeah. I'm well, telling they have, you, they have the NFL Vegas rights. is getting out while the getting's good. No. He is set up as a true – He's going to be on the moon when Amazon is, you know, so being sold to uh, uh, Yahoo. Okay, when so Yahoo's buying uh, Amazon. So he'll what be on you're saying? Moon. Well, what it comes down to, who is is going to be Tim Cook or Balmer replacing him? If it's Tim Cook, they'll do great. <laughs> if it's Balmer, we'll find out. Is that right? He'll have his own stamp on it. Just hire. Yeah. By the way, he's hiring twenty thousand engineers because they're slowing so much. They're having 20,000 six-figure jobs they're trying to add. Yeah, but that's, they're like railroad engineers. They're just trying to do yeah. some railroading or that's something. That's probably what it is, yeah. Because yeah. those it's things, like, yeah. Yeah, because they don't have they don't have that competitive advantage of everyone on earth, no one, everyone on earth has Amazon Prime, that subscription service, which is unheard of, even by Apple standards, yeah. Because those numbers are dropping. Oh, wait a second. They're not dropping. They go up every single year. So we will see. All right, right but you're, you're, you're talking and you're not even an Amazon Prime member. So which if they says don't something. Have any, they don't have D-Money. That's they a good point. Okay, Brian. Yeah. Okay, that even proves my point. Can you imagine if word got out I was an Amazon Prime member? You'd probably see a 400% increase. You have the first $10 trillion company, right? Yeah. I do have a yes. prediction that was wrong. I thought they would be the first to $2 trillion. I was wrong about that. They're actually in fourth place of the big four. So they're yeah. due. They're plateaued for a year. Might be a bit more. They will have a breakout soon. Are you saying they're doomed or they're due. due? No, they're due. No, they're due. Again, a solid 50. You know, if you look over the next 10 years, every five, six, seven years will double in value. That's it. Mm -hmm. Safe, solid. It's like a warm cookie or a teddy bear, Brian. Nothing spectacular. Just keeps me. I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. So also, can I tell you one more thing I really like about them? Is yeah, they sure. don't do the stock. I'm not a big fan on stock buybacks because you can take that money and expand the business. They mm -hmm. take it and they're putting towards building up a retail in, a retail imprint, a big one, because you know they're going to. So I'd rather someone does it expand their business than a stock buyback like Apple. I know it's worked. Not a big fan. If you're a big company, take the money, trust yourself, bet on yourself, and go to work. I like Amazon for doing that. And I win. I'll tell you what. When Blue Origin starts adding space rides to the Amazon Prime, I will join that day, Brian. I would All right. To do Good that. luck with that, Danny. Yes. So, that guy's never going back towards Amazon again. He's why, why steering he? himself. Why would he? Right. Why would he? He's done. It's it's, it's moving on. It's it's like yeah. a kid who's graduated from Stanford, Phi Cum Laude, whatever the hell the top thing is, with a four point four average. You're not mm -hmm. going to go to his job and follow him around. They got their shit handled. That's what he's done. Dude. He's back to tinkering in the garage, but now he's tinkering with rockets. Which is good for both. Garage. And mm -hmm. that, that's a whole separate podcast. We're glad for them. Okay, Brian, good to know your information. Uh, you, by the way, people, he's done really well on Amazon. 
sold the company for a big amount, a lot of hard work. And Brian Notes is talking about that. So listen to him solely on the selling on Amazon. And then yeah. Sashay to my side when it comes to Amazon stock. That's where Brian gets a little confused on that one. But time will tell. Right. We marked it. Good we are job, the Brian. shop hypers. We are the shop hypers today. But you can find us at stockhypers.com. You can find us at stockhypers at gmail.com if you want to send us one of those old school email things. And please subscribe on your podcast app to the stock hypers and youtube also we have a great site one of brian's brainchild was what did kathy buy.com which i find more and more what fascinating did kathy buy, Danny? what did she buy do you know what she bought well i know she's still selling shopify and c limited i'm not thrilled to own them and i'm a little nervous but she is buying Unity, she's which also is pretty much out of alibaba there's no alibaba left yeah. in the arc funds which is really telling because she's not afraid of risk and it's mm -hmm. very telling. There's a lot of shitstorm to come. So she has bought a lot, bought Unity. She buys UiPath a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of those, a lot of the same things. But she is a very risky thing. So, but it's actually fascinating to see. Actually, I actually love that site. It's like a great two or three or five, sometimes ten minutes a day, and I'll, I'll recheck the stocks. Very fascinating. Yeah. Telling. So, although for the three months I'm eating her by a percent and a half, just you know, just let you know. Oh wow. Well. She's got a little catching up to Danny. Maybe she will. She'll get uh, there. Tell her. She's plucky. She'll get there. Sell her Amazon and yes. um, maybe she'll be the part of the next board game with us. Stock Hypers and uh, KathyWoods.com. All right, cool, yeah, Brian. So we'll do podcast later this week with the stocks. It's been interesting. Me and Brian mm -hmm. are both on a tear. Brian had two monumental days in stock school. If you've been on a tear, oh, man, yeah, 30%. Plus. I had, had GSAT, GSAT, which uh, was still skyrocketing like 70% when, when uh, they had some rumor that. Uh, Apple was going to have in their, speaking of Apple, this guy's executing their new phone, yeah. Satellite Emergency Service. How and Brian, you, yeah, And you called this, Brian, months ago. You, that's the reason you held on to it, and you yeah. had called this, and this could be something big, and you held on to it. And the other one you had, what was the other one that just skyrocketed too? That was a firm with their and deal with still, Amazon. And they're still holding up really well. I told you so. You Amazon they made a deal with. I mean, come on. So let me get this right. Amazon has a company going. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. Yes. What more? Sure. Brian. Okay. Yes. I'm going to give you a tip in life. And I know you yeah. know this. So sometimes in tips, you have to get them told over and over. I'm big on someone telling me that. When the yeah. universe speaks to you, Brian, listen. Mm -hmm. And when that went up, a firm went up because people know Amazon. Yeah. Amazon went up a couple percent. I made money that day. You made money. Mm -hmm. It's a money tree. It's just printing money for us, Brian. Yeah, so. it's a good time to sell Amazon right now. Yes, and you just had another one today, real quick before we go. What was the one that went up ten percent today? You've had a Brian's had a ton of big. I remember what that one was? What was that? Yeah, it's. Quite I texted you. You did. I was jealous on that. You had a big rise that one. I don't know, but you are, you have been on fire. The big one. I've had a good week. I'm up about six percent since the last time we had a couple weeks ago. The last podcast. So if you're in tech, it's been. No, the whole good. market's been doing good. So it's not. It hasn't been super difficult. But uh, yeah, this has been a great week. So yeah. hopefully tomorrow Friday we'll uh, do the same. That would be right. amazing. And then early next week we'll do another podcast with a hype and hate the usual. So thank you everybody for listening. Hope it learned. Any question on Amazon, please direct them at Brian. He's the expert. I'm just here for my looks. Yeah, and happy to answer any questions. If you guys want to email us at stockhypers at gmail.com, I'll uh, I'll certainly pay attention to right. it. And if you have anything specific to Amazon or Etsy, Danny and I are happy to chime in and give you yes. any help we can. Got a good experience for and, us. Um, also, Brian, yeah. and also the beta for the Stock Hypers board game is going to be early 2026. I mean, we. The, the, you know what we have to do is now we have to do a Kickstarter. We have to do something where we get a board oh, game. Ask for money. That'll work. I love board games. I, I'm old yeah. school. I love those. So anyway, okay, we'll talk to you soon. Good Hyper luck hate. with the stonks, and we'll yeah. talk to you soon. All right, stock. Oh, sorry. Shop hypers. We are out. out.